0: We have to think about how do dogs, how do dogs communicate? They communicate with their mouths. How do they communicate with each other? What does a mother dog do to a puppy that's chewing on her ear? She'll turn around and snap at and make that puppy cry. You know, it's like, Hey, quit chewing on my ear. That hurts. You know, I mean, they, they, that's how they communicate. They can't speak and say, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you would stop doing that you know, how do, how do they communicate that, you know, verbally bark, growl, snap. I mean, what else do they have to, to communicate? You know, that's how they do it. And for her to like do that and not, not leave a mark, like that's, that's pretty awesomely trained dog because she's not hurting the kid, but she's just saying, look, I, you know, I don't appreciate this, (laughs) but she also knows the difference. Like this kid is not a threat, like, I don't want to hurt the kid, but I'd really appreciate it if it would stop doing that. I, I've been kind of annoyed by small children time or two. <laughs> Me too, yes. I never put their hand in my mouth, but you know, right. Maybe I'll try that sometimes. <laughs> I used to threaten kids when I, when I had Bellevue animal clinic, I had my bigger clinic and, you know, kids would sometimes come in the exam room and just out of control. I mean, clearly never been disciplined and they're running around and they're you know, looking in the drawers and they're pulling out equipment and parents are just saying nothing. And I'll say, you know what, if you don't sit down, I'm going to give you a shot. That worked every time.
1: That's so (laughs) funny. Yeah. That, that would make me straighten up. I just, I do not like needles (laughs) at all, at all. All right. So before you go, I want to ask you a couple of um, questions that I've asked you before, but I'm going to ask you again, what is the best diet for a dog that has cancer, and I'm talking about any type of cancer.
0: You know, it's the same diet. I mean, fresh food diet. You know, I think, you know, I, I think to, like to think about that answer, we think about what is it? I, or the way I think about it, what is it in a diet that can contribute to the formation of cancer? So toxins, right? that avoid herbicides, pesticides, and what's in kibble, herbicides, pesticides, all these plants that are, you know, ground up into kibble are oftentimes sprayed with chemicals. So dogs are getting a direct dose of toxins when they eat a kibble diet, carbohydrates, like the high glycemic ingredients. So your grains or your non-grain ingredients, like beans, peas, lentils, chickpeas, potatoes, potato starch, all this stuff, That you'll see in also in a kibble kibble diet's about 50% of these high glycemic ingredients. And it doesn't matter what they are, they all turn to sugar. And sugar in the body is A, inflammatory, and B, it feeds cancer. Cancer needs sugar in the body that those cells tend to grow more when the blood sugar is higher. When we get dogs off of those high glycemic ingredients, the blood sugar literally goes down. This is why ketogenic diets work and then the healthy cells in the body can learn to burn fat, but cancer cells typically cannot. So you're literally starving the cancer cells. So we get, we remove toxins. We remove um, these highly processed carbohydrates. So what, what are we left with? Well, you feed a fresh food diet with, you know, and, and, but you, you know, you still have to be careful because people thought, what about, you know, farmer's dogs? Oh, so many people I see feeding farmer's dog. <laughs> but A lot of these diets, farmer's dog, open farm, honest kitchen. They're really high in carbs. Read the ingredients. They got oats and potato and rice and all of this stuff. And why do they put that in? Because they're cheap fillers. Still, you don't want to feed that stuff. You want the diet to be species appropriate. So so we don't want the diet to be causing a problem, but then we look at the animal. Well, dog's a carnivore. What does a carnivore eat? They eat meat. That's what the name means. Like, carne is meat, boar is like ingest or something like that. It's an animal that eats meat. So that's what they need to be fed. You know, Don't feed a carnivore a vegan diet and expect them to be healthy. So how, how do we balance a meat-based diet? Well, what would they eat in nature? You know, if a dog goes out, kills a rabbit or a squirrel or a bird or something like that, well, well, what is that? Meat, bones, organs, maybe some fur and feathers. And that's what you feed them. That's their natural diet. If you want them to be healthy, I mean, it's not nutrition for cancer patients. It isn't rocket science. We have to feed them what the most appropriate diet for their body, for their species is. So we A, make sure we're not poisoning them and then feed them what's appropriate for their species. So it doesn't really have to be special. I think the the thing about um, with cancer is it's just that much more important because your dog has a life-threatening condition. And you don't make that diet change you you know you're going to be behind the ball. I mean I I can't even really work with a cancer patient, you know, if the people are going to feed kibble because nothing else I do is really going to help. You, you can't like You know, it's like having your foot on the, you know, like the brake and the accelerator at the same time. You can't be trying to support their body and at the same time poisoning them with the food. Like, you know, people are just wasting their money at that point.
1: So speaking of poisoning them with the food, have you ever seen a case, Dr. Jasek, where species appropriate meat, bones, organ, and fat has killed a dog or a cat?
0: No, never, never, never seen it. I think it's impossible. We certainly heard of cases of contaminated kibble feeding or killing pets, but not fresh meat, no.
1: And yet, why do we have people that espouse that? Why do we have vets that insinuate that? Hmm.
0: Is it yes? Yeah, it's, it's the it's the popular narrative, you know. It's so like it's just another one of those things that you know if 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 it become if enough people say it and enough professionals believe it and say it by default it becomes true in the in the profession. It's just like this ridiculous dogs need grain to have a healthy heart. It's been completely disproven. It's been proven that the veterinarian that came out with that. Works for the pet food industry. I still hear it all the time because that propaganda was out there long enough that it caught on, and now you know, cardiologists, all the conventions, all the dogs need eat, eat, eat grains to have a healthy heart it has absolutely no basis whatsoever. It was just really popular propaganda for a while, and and now it's now it's caught on. And, it, and ask any of these vets that put down raw. How many how many patients do you have? that eat raw and the answer is going to be none. Well, so how do they know anything about it? What, what experience do they have? They have no experience with it. They're just you know, parroting back the, the propaganda because it's convenient. Well, I can just say this and sell them this bag of prescription food and go home for the day. And mm. that's what happens.
1: Couldn't it also be, which is what I believe, that it, it moves the focus Right, it can't be the vaccines, the flea and tick, the antibiotics, the heartworm, it can't be the Cytopoint or the Apoquil. it can't be any of that. Oh, sure. Can't be that. It's got to be the species appropriate food. It's got to be the food that they were born to eat. It's got to be the food that is absolutely 100% clean uh over a kibble. You know, it's got to be that. And I guess if if what we've seen is that you can make people believe anything. You can. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the things that are believed in the world today uh, blow my mind. I'm like, where did your mind go? Do you still have it? Somebody snatched it out of your doggone head. Your mind is gone, right? right. But, but this, we, we hope that what we do on this podcast, and I believe that the people that listen to this podcast actually are thinkers, You know, they actually do think and, um, but it's, it blows my mind. I'm like, this is one of the cleanest things that's going into your dog. Not only that, this is what they were meant to eat, right? So I constantly get the questions about the bones. How ground up is the bone? And I say, um, I say, well, that's subjective, right? Some people that have itty bitty dogs, maybe like, um, your, your little sweet Wiley, who's Mm -hmm. teeny tiny, maybe that bone would appear larger to you than somebody like me, who has a German shepherd, but regardless um, they will leave it in their bowl. Mm -hmm. Um, It is surrounded by the food. When it goes down, a lot of people will say, well, when it came out in the poop, it was hard and it was sharp and I'm afraid it's going to, you know, rip their sphincter open. And I'm like, well, do you give your dogs bones? You know, yeah, I give my dogs bones. Don't you think they break off pieces and then they just swallow because they can't chew? Right? Mm-hmm. So it's so we just don't kind of think through that. And um, you've written some articles for us that's on the website, and you've got it on your site too, about ground bone, raw bone in blends. Um And again, so that is just not really knowing who this species is. I get it. It, You know what's more dangerous than a bone, a little bone? that's Even if it's your fingernail size, those little round balls, those little round toys Mm, that can get stuck. We had a customer that had champion, I mean, just champion gorgeous shepherds. And she, she called one day and she said, I, I'm beside myself. Her dog was choking. She didn't realize mm. what had happened. And he had one of those little bitty, you know, those little balls that mm-hmm. he loved to toss up in the air. And it got lodged and he suffocated and died.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that happening. It's just heartbreaking. I had a client once who was driving home from like the park or something, had her dog out and it had a ball that was just small enough. And she's in the car with her dog and it gets lodged. And I mean, she couldn't get anywhere fast enough and the dog died. So yeah, you you have to be careful. You know, um, so I've had chihuahuas for years and my little chihuahua that's now passed, she was only five pounds. She never ever, ever saw her have a, pro- she would just wolf down her food, never saw her have a problem with it or, or leave pieces of bone in, in her dish. I mean, just was never an issue, but now, you know, I've I got these two cats that adopted us here and um, I feed them raw food because like, that's what's served guys if you don't eat it and they love it. They, they truly love it, but I will sometimes see a piece of bone in, in the bottom of the, you know, one of the dishes when they're all done eating and I watch them eat, you know, and they eat, eat, eat. And every now and then they get something in their mouth. They're kind of moving around. Like, well, I don't want that piece of bone too big. And they just spit it out. I'm like, hey, they know. Like, so, so what? Like, so why is that a problem? Like, am I going to quit feeding them this species appropriate food that they're supposed to, I shouldn't probably feed them at all. Cause I wanted to catch mice, but that's beside the point, um, but am I going to stop? Like, and I thought about this, why would I stop feeding this food? Just because I see a piece of bone in the bottom of the dish. Like, to me, it's just like, all right, they didn't want that piece of bone. Okay. Sometimes I leave stuff on my plate too. You know, it's bad. Like I don't want to eat that, you know, like, why is that a problem? Why does a piece of bone left in the dish make the whole food, bad. You know, they're fine. They just don't want to eat that piece of bone. Okay. I throw it out in the yard, let the vultures eat it or something.
1: I mean, Asta Asta has a huge face, right? My my oldest. And, um, you know, we're giving her some of these, you know, chewable pain pills to help with those back legs. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to really hide it in a big, you know, meatball's type of of uh of food because they feel it and and it's a chewable or even when Mm -hmm. it's not a chewable and it's even even tinier she will literally spit that out they just feel it in their mouths i guess like we do with our fingers and again dogs don't chew they were created that way for a reason so their esophagus is created a way for a reason. I wish that I could show you guys that we'd been watching for three days this mountain lion kill in our yard, right right outside. Oh, you know, really? All, mountain yeah, lion our, kill? Yeah. And so they he took down this deer, and he came back three nights in a row. And so we have a game camera out there. Uh, two bears came, two different bears Uh, They didn't Ah. really do much because they were like, yeah, no, I'll go on. Um, But we had the mountain lion kept coming back. Um, Three different fox who will get inside that cavity. And you should see how hard they are yanking and pulling and ripping and shredding and tearing. Right. None of these guys, none of these guys swallow or I mean, none of these guys chew. Right. Right, Because they got to
0: swallow it before the mountain lion comes back.
1: Oh, they are so fast. You wouldn't believe mm-hmm. how fast. And so I don't know that they, that they've heard that they aren't supposed to play for an hour after they eat.
0: <laughs> right? I'm they, like, uh, oh. So, so Dee, Dee where, where did, where did they put that carcass? Where, where, where's the refrigerator that they put that in when they're done? Right. So it doesn't spoil. Yeah.
1: And you know, what's amazing is that if you walk over to it and you look at it, it's got the maggots are on it. The flies are on it. Um, they're Nature is doing what it's supposed to do. The birds came very quickly and popped out the eyes. The birds go for the eyes. The birds eat meat. Mm-hmm. The birds eat meat. Um, and then the coyotes were the last to come. And they actually took the head, right? They took the head. All the legs are gone. Every So this has only been about a week. And it's amazing how many animals fed off this one deer. And right now, I should take a picture. There is just the uh, rib bone cavity that is out there. Hmm. That's it, the rib bone cavity. And um, I don't. We haven't seen the the mountain lion come back. But I will say this: that all of these prey animals that came were not skin and bones. They're eating well out there they're eating well but they actually took the entire hide um the head they took everything and um yeah i didn't they i i said nobody told them that that you know they're supposed to be eating kibble right Right. and i kind of lost uh got out and uh was running around and well she's always out with us but It's outside of our fenced area, but still in our two and a half acres. And she was over there gnawing on the leg. Mm -hmm. She's still alive. Imagine that. Wow.
0: I mean, and that leg's been out there for like a whole week. Yeah. Wow. Maggots and everything. Yeah. Wow.
1: And you know what? She didn't have the leptospirosis vaccine or any of that kind of stuff. She's still alive.
0: I well <laughs> Hopefully, she didn't drink any deer pee when she was out there. Right? Get sick from lepto. You know, it's like this. Our, our, I think, our culture has become so far removed from what what happens in nature. You know, it's like this is this is the natural process. This is what happens. Something dies, and it feeds all these different species and that's what they're meant to eat and that's what they're designed to eat but why do we think our dogs are so different that they have to eat this kibble in a in a bowl and they can't eat the the food that nature intended them to eat i mean i know where that came from it's marketing right it's the pet food industry but um you know i i you know we're we're wanting to create our little homestead out here and so i watch a lot of videos from other homesteaders and people talk about, you know, how they got started and they're like, yeah, you know, um, stuff dies. One of your chickens dies. Just feed it to your dogs. They love it. You know, I mean, that's what they do. That's, that's life. You don't let anything, you don't let anything go to waste. You feed it to something and chickens evidently eat anything, even each other. Sometimes it, they're, they're pretty, pretty creepy <laughs> animals too. I mean, they taste delicious and I can't wait to have our own eggs, but they will literally like they say, you can go grab roadkill and just throw it in with your chickens and they'll just devour it. And it's, it it is a little, it is a little bit creepy, but you know, yeah, but but that's life. That's life. That's what they eat. That's They're not meant to be in some big factory farmed you know some building where they never see the light of day and there's 10,000 chickens crammed in there eating gmo you know soy and corn they're meant to be eating all this natural stuff out in nature that's that's what makes them healthy and that's what makes their meat and their eggs healthier
1: yeah and you, you know the the idea that dogs have evolved evolved to eat kibble i would say they have devolved (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's like evolved to eat kibble what what the heck does that mean well brian wrote this great article and he said look it's not that they've evolved they've had to live despite uh, yeah they've they've had to survive eating kibble (laughs) because that's all
0: that they've had some dogs
1: so I, I liken it to this, Dr. Jacek, with all of this fake food that's coming out, right? Beyond beef, because we've got to save the earth and whatever side you're on, right? But let's just say it like it is. It's not real, right? It's it's um, meat or whatever it is. It's supposed to taste like meat. And they're doing that with a lot of other foods. So let's go out a hundred years from now, Dr. Jacek, where everything is fake food, right? And in a hundred years, people don't remember that we, as humans, ate real food. We ate real chicken, eggs, and real chickens, and pork, and beef, and turkey, and all of that kind of stuff, right? And because they've made it uh, that people got sick, right? Because there's so much cancer in the world today. Oh, people! People were sick on that real food. You can't feed them real food; they're going to get ill. And they believe that narrative and they keep eating fake food and they don't realize that all the cancers that, that came up were because of all the toxins and the poisons that had nothing to do with the real food per se. That's
0: it's just like the, how fat got like vilified in, in human nutrition. You know, it came out that, oh, fat leads to heart disease, especially saturated animal fats leads to heart disease. And they're so bad for us. Well, now through um like the Weston Price Foundation and other organizations that have done done research, it's been shown that it was all along actually the sugar. And why did this happen? It was, was propaganda to support the the sugar industry because the sugar, sugar industry wanted to um, you know, take hold and this was like everything's low fat, but what did they do? They put more sugar in things. So these companies can make a lot more money on their products that making them full of sugar. And then what else did sugar do? Oh, it made people a whole lot sicker. They got diabetes and, you know, autoimmune disease and all these things with inflammation from all these sugars in their body. And that was actually what inflamed even the blood vessels around the heart would cause cholesterol to go up. What's cholesterol is a defense mechanism in the body? It doesn't cause any problems. It's there because the body's so inflamed. It's the body's way of trying to mitigate the inflammation. So, what do we do? We put people on statin drugs to drive that down. So then the body just stays more inflamed. Well, now it's it's been totally shown that if you get people off the sugars, off the processed carbohydrates, and they eat a diet with healthy fats that are from, you know, healthy animals, humanely raised animals, they're, they're so much healthier, but that was all just a big lie, big food pyramid
1: lie. Yeah. And then what, what you said is that, um, statin drugs, right. And then you you start looking at the dangers of statins, right. Which there, which there's, You know, a whole list of health problems because of those, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's just this craziness. So we start with what is really good and then we throw the good out and bring in all this other stuff because, well, because it's really, it has money attached to it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's when things don't make sense, you know, that's the bottom line, really. Just follow the money.
1: Yeah. And so it is, so that is my thing about, a whole food diet. There isn't a disease that you would not feed a whole food diet because right. why, why would you be in a compromised position and then keep going to, to, you know, Krispy cream donuts? I mean, maybe you right. want it, probably not the best thing for you. And uh, certainly not day in, day out, which is what is in kibble. And I, it, you know, they can, they can make it sound and make it look like anything they want on the front of the bag. Turn it over, look at the ingredients. I promise you, you don't know what half that crap is because right. that's what it is. It's Absolutely. Crap. Absolutely. Words, right? to yep. Words to live
0: by. Words
1: to live by. Words to live by. All right, everybody, listen, you can work with Dr. Judy Jasik, uh telemedicine and uh, she can zoom with you. You want to get over to ahavet.com, ahavet.com. She can review lab work, review protocols. Maybe you're thinking about taking your dog in to do some type of a surgery or something like that. You want to look at, is the test relevant? What's the test really going to tell you? Should you spend that kind of money? Do you have to spend that kind of money? All of these things, Dr. Jasek can help you out with. So um, get over to ahavet.com today. Zoom with Dr. Judy Jasek out in Tennessee. And uh, Tennessee, come on ten- down, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I love it because I'm from Oklahoma and we used to talk, we do talk like that. You do talk like that. You, well, say, you say, y'all. Some of my cousins, they talk like they're from way out yonder. Uh, But anyway, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. We can get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. We do have your treats. We have the good treats. We have bones that will not kill your dogs, I promise, (laughs) and the food. So get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where your pet's health is our business, and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, Dr. Jasik.
0: All right. Take care